it's about that time. For the inside trip. You know that nasty trip. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? What's up, everybody? We are definitely back. Episode number 47 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast featuring my man, Ben Watson. And this is me, Brandon Olinger. What's up, Ben? Oh, man, I'm just in a bad mood right now. Oh, you got some fantasy football blues, don't you? I got some fantasy football blues. My team... Scored by over 200 points, the most regular season points in the league. Making it to the semis today, and Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, and Hunter Henry let me down. They scored me a combined 26 points last night. I'm going to freaking lose in the semifinals again I, for like the 18th year in a row. I cannot push through to make the finals, and it just bums me out. I want that belt. That's why, Ben, you, you can't have three guys from the same NFL team on your fantasy team. Because yeah, you sink or swim by it. If that team has a bad offensive day, your fantasy team has a bad offensive week, man. Yeah, and it's bumming me out. But you know what's not bumming me out? Hey, can I talk about my the fantasy team? The fact that I'm here with you. Oh, yeah. you know what? I'm happy to be here with you, man. Yeah, man. I'm in the playoffs right now, too. This is okay. our championship semifinals How as well. Um, I'm down right now. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, but I'm down. All I got to do is down, but you're not out. Right. All I got to do is push through to the finals. I get my boy Zeke Elliott back. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling that. Uh, A Rod's back for the Packers, and I picked up Jordy Nelson because somebody dropped him. So (laughs) that was stupid. We're gonna see how it goes this week with him, and then if I can, you know, if they do well and I get to the finals, I'll throw Jordy Nelson in there. I'm feeling pretty confident. You got a path. I got a path. You got a path. I don't have a path. I'm pretty much screwed. But you know what? I still got fantasy wrestling, baby. And right now I'm sitting in third place. You are in third place, right aren't behind you? you. You are in third place. Um, all right, we'll talk about that here in just a second. Let's go ahead and get Ronnie through all Bester's the Ronnie uh, Bester's wrestling, baby. He is. <laughs> finally. That's, that's finally. He's been sitting on my bench. We'll touch on that in just a second. So, listen, as I said, episode 47 of the Inside Trip Wrestling podcast. Thank you all for tuning in this week. Um, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do so. The Inside Trip One. Send us emails, theinsidetrip1 at gmail.com. The podcast is out there at all your favorite podcast locations, specifically iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Google Play, all that good stuff. Any podcatcher, I'm sure, has us on there. You know what? <laughs> so it is Festivus Podcast. This is our Festivus Podcast. All right. You got I'm, some grievances. I'm, we got a two star. Remember when I was complaining about a three star the other day? <laughs> Somebody went on there and gave us a freaking two star. That's even worse than a three star. It's like you're not completely terrible, but you know, I listen to you, but you're really just not just average, but you're bad. Or do you think it was somebody you think it was somebody trying to bust our balls? No, no, because depending on which episode you listen to, some episodes are two star episodes. Well, if you, if you gave us a two star and you're still listening, I don't know why, because you, <laughs> you apparently think they don't are? like us very much. You think they are still listening? I don't know. Oh, man, we are just. Well, thank you for the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my festivist airing of the grievances. You got an airing of the grievances? No, I'm good right now. I'm doing. You know what? It's been a. It was a busy week. It was a stressful week. But the weekend's been great. I got to go watch my boy, my son, my my freshman son, wrestle yesterday. Yeah, baby. Um, JV, How do you do? JV tournament. Um, the the uh, the distinguished 
Greenville JV tournament in Greenville, Ohio. Oh, that is the Iron Man of the South. Okay. <laughs> it was horrible. It was so bad. How do you um, do? He, he, you know, so this is his first year wrestling since the seventh grade, and uh, he didn't do bad. So he's, he was in concussion protocol at the beginning of the season. Um, he was finally able to get back on the mat, and this week is the first week that he got to see live action. Um, you know, competing. Um, he wrestled eight matches this week, and he went four and four. He took right. and he took third at the tournament yesterday. He went three nice. and two at the tournament yesterday. Took third. Um, I was pre- I'm pretty proud of him. I, I would be proud of him too. That's awesome. That he's just wrestling. And he, exactly, and, and even better, he's wrestling on his own accord. He it was his idea to wrestle, right? And he's enjoying it. Um, and when I was watching, I was like, wow, you know, he's obviously listening to his coaches because there's a huge difference from what I saw from him when he was in seventh grade. So, and he, and he brought home this little, uh, little Greenville JV third place plaque. He was so proud. Yeah, baby. We, hung, gotta, we hung it on the wall. This we got to put that in the podcast room. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. We hung it up on his well, that's wall. That's awesome. And I'm glad that Dominic's having a, you know, I'm glad that he enjoys just wrestling. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I think it's a great sport. You learn a lot more from the sport in general than you do from just the wins and losses. I think we can all attest to that. No doubt. So anyways, man, we got a little business to talk about. Yeah, so uh, we got shirts. We got t-shirts. I'm wearing wearing one right now. And I'll tell you, I was going to ask you, you know, I didn't realize you were wearing the shirt when I first got here, and I was like, damn, you've been working out? (laughs) You look like you've been working out, and then I realized it's a shirt. It makes you look good. It does make you look good. I'm telling you what, these shirts make you look good. That blue looks good on you. The blue looks good. So yeah, we got shirts, um, thanks to our good friend uh, Josh Saspi down at Barbarian Apparel. Um, we've been working on these for quite a while, actually since probably early summer, and we were originally going to go through another company, and that that kind of fell through due to multiple reasons. Um, thankfully, we were able to I'm get... Glad it did. Yeah, yeah. Because the Barbarian is what's up. Oh, man. I'm, I was so so pleased with the work they did, and uh, you know, Josh is just an all-around good dude anyway, Ohio guy. Um, it, kind of one of the assistant coaches down at Mount St. Joe's, right? Right. Yeah, yeah the D3 school down in the uh, uh, west side of Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, kind of part of the Mount St. Joe revival, bringing them back. But um, anyway, we got hooked up with uh, with Josh and um, finally got these shirts. And you know, I, I was really impressed with how they came out. Yeah, they're awesome. So the shirts they have our logo on the front. You know, it's got the inside trip, and it says the inside trip on it. And it's got the you know you've seen our logo. And on the back, which is sweet, it's got our slogan: "Don't wind up on your back, bro." I like it. Yeah. Like so it. so anyway. If you're interested, um, these shirts, we, we had these shirts made to kind of put out there, one, for some fun, um, and two, because we really enjoy doing this podcast. Um, unfortunately, though, uh, it's a hobby, and with all hobbies, it kind of costs money. Yeah. And we're just trying to, to better the podcast, keep it going. So if you are interested in helping support the podcast, T-shirts are available. They're $25 each. You can pay us through PayPal. That covers um, shipping, too. That does cover shipping, yes. We're, right now, we're doing payments through PayPal. If you're interested, hit us up you know, via email, theinsidetrip1 at gmail.com. Um, we can give you all the information that's needed. Right now, for or sizes... Or you can hit us up by DM, too. Yeah, DM on Twitter, even our Facebook page. Um, Size-wise, though, we, we are out of smalls. We're running low on mediums, and we are out of double XLs. However, we do have plenty of large and extra larges available in both gray and blue. Yeah, we got we got we got grays and we got blues. And, and I think it's good. Uh, you know, we're not doing this as a money maker, right? We're doing this to literally just kind of cover the costs of some of the, um, you know, some of the costs of the podcast, the hosting fees, the fees for um, certain website fees, uh, you know, things of that nature. So, uh, you know, you'll be supporting the podcast, and you'll also get a really sweet shirt. So, and I think we've had, we've got some sales so far. Yeah, but actually, it was very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it not humbling, but just it, 
it was very surprising the response that we had uh, when we first put these out there on social media this week. Um, I, I was blown away. You know, people have been more than supportive. We're, we're very, very grateful, very appreciative. Um, big shout out to our boy JP. Yeah. Um, being the first guy to hit us up for a T-shirt. Um, super, super, super pumped that JP supports the podcast. You can JP's follow the man. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter at JP Pearson 71. You know, what's funny? Lion fan, but whatever. That's we, what I was going to say. He's a Penn State fan. But I think that's what's cool about wrestling is that, like, you got a Penn State fan as our first buyer of a, you know, an Inside Trip podcast shirt of when we support Ohio State. Absolutely. And uh, big shout out. He not only bought a T-shirt, but he kind of he threw a little extra extra our way to support the podcast. So either he uh, either beers are on him this week or I don't know. <laughs> or they don't do math very well down in Virginia <laughs> where he lives. Because uh, he gave us a little extra money, and <laughs> I don't know. But no, man, shout, big shout-out to JP. And big shout-out to everybody else that has bought a, um, bought a shirt so far. It, seriously, man. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to go down the list, but, uh, you know, just a huge, huge shout-out to everybody. And, um, you know, we, we hope that, you, you know, you listeners uh, want, want one, man, so we can get a big contingent of people wearing these things, rocking them, um, showing them up on social media, showing them, you know, maybe the NCAA tournament or the Big Ten tournament. You know, I'll be wearing mine, baby, so... Love it. So, all right. So, you brought up fantasy wrestling, man. We had a, I sent out this week's updates. All right. I finally had a chance to sit down and do all the scoring going back to Cliff Keen. A lot of movement, a lot of shakers and bakers in the Well, the you're just pumped up because all of a sudden you're thinking, you're, you're thinking you got a chance now, son. You know, I, look, Adam's still in first place with 318. Adam's got a team, son. 318 and a half points. But, oh, little old Brandon going for that triple double, ah! 312 and a half. Yeah. Where's B, where's B Wizzle at? Ben sitting, you're sitting nicely in third place, two sixty six and a half. So right. you're, you know, about fifty points. But out of second place, I've got three guys on my team that haven't scored me any points. I got two. I know. So that's what I'm saying. As soon as now that Ronnie Ronnie Rios is wrestling a little bit, I'm yeah. think I'm thinking he's about to win this. I think about he about to beat Dayton Fix in the semis and uh, win the Reno. You want to bet beers on that? You want to oh, bet Big Ten oh, beers on that? Dayton Fix looked good. I watched his first college match. <laughs> well, you, before you came over, he checked this kid in the first period. <laughs> But I'd like to see Ronnie go against Dayton Fix. I mean, I, I'm favoring Fix, but, you know. Um, look, I'm just happy that I got a guy throw. Because Spencer Lee, Spencer Lee ain't scoring me any points. Nah. And uh, Jared Prince, hey, if anybody knows anything about Navy, please let me know because this guy's just been sitting on my freaking bench doing absolutely nothing. Look, I got two guys, too, that aren't wrestling yet, but that's okay. You look, got PD3. I he got might PD3, never wrestle. and I got Nick Lee. And look. Oh, they're freeing the Lee. They're freeing that If there's that any Lee that gets freed, it's going to be Nick Lee. Well, they're going to free Spencer and Nick. Right with PD three, ooh, little Doctor Seuss for you. If they free, if they free PD three, they're gonna free Spencer Lee, and there's no doubt about that they're gonna free Jer- uh, uh, um, Nick Lee as we, well. We need to get some uh, some people on the ground in Iowa State to find out who graduated yesterday. Right, I was look. You were looking it up, weren't you? I was trying. I was <laughs> trying. Anyway, so how's uh, you know, Tommy Baranowski? Last time I checked, had like thirty points. So what's he doing? All right, so the standings. Look, Adams in first with three eighteen. Me second place. All is right with the world again, making my move for first place. We got you in third place. Earl, man, Earl put went on a big run. He's in fourth, 262.5, just four points behind you. Followed by Papa Pitt. Frank the Tank Baxter, normally in last place. He's found his way to the middle of the field. Sitting there in sixth place. Yeah, yeah Frank's doing good. Um, after that, we got Old Man Steve, followed by Dan Ranzik. Then Kevin Clonch, one of the one half of the blood round, 203.5 points. At least he broke 200 points. Broke 200. After that, we got Justin with 191. Little Baby Pit with 159. And then pulling up the caboose, still. 
It's Tommy Baranowski. Now, you're right. Why is he so bad? Because his team is awful. It's, that's what happens when you drink too much and you draft a fantasy I drank team. too much and I drafted a pretty decent one. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know what? But he did. He, he was. He only had like 30 points before this week, and now he's got 130 and a half. So he's looking good. He's, oh, he's, he, he's making a run. He's got a path to 11th place. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, man, I love fantasy wrestling. That's cool, man. Well, you know, speaking of some wrestling, you want to chat a little bit about it? <laughs> yeah. We had a couple duels this week. Let's talk about it. Uh, so Ohio State, you know, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll kick it off with some little Ohio State talk. We're, we're not going to talk a ton about Ohio State this week because there's not really much to talk about. But Ohio State did travel to Delaware, which was kind of neat, um, and wrestled the night before the Beast of the East, um, and they took on Princeton. And boy, did they whip Princeton's butt. They beat them 39-2 to goose egg against a decent Princeton team. It is a decent Princeton team. And I mean, look, it's always difficult to go on the road to travel and not only get the win – but to shut a team out. I mean, that to shut a Division One team out, a Division One team that has an All-American on the, in their lineup. That's right. Um, Big win. Yeah, and we don't need to break it all down, but I did want to mention that uh, Bracken Mead. And let me, well, let me tell you why. He beat Jonathan Gomez, who at the Princeton Open beat him 7-1. to one. And Bracken Mead was down with like five seconds left and used the reversal and some back points to win that match. Bracken Mead's the type of guy right now that, you know, this year he knows that he's going to lose his spot to Nathan Tomasello. Okay, we understand that. But he's not, he's fighting right now, and he's showing right now for a starting spot next year when Tomasello leaves because it's going to be between him and probably Malik Heinzelman, maybe a couple other cast of characters there. Because, you know, I think the Ohio State would like to redshirt Malik, but if he's the best guy, he's going to have to go. So Bracken Mead's trying to make his case for a starting spot right now. And it was when, you, when you're a freshman, it's good to see that from the first open you wrestle into now, you can flip a result at 7 1 earlier. Um, other than that, I really liked that we were scoring some points. You know, Luke Pletcher, who doesn't really score a ton of points, ended up winning, you know, scoring 10. Joey McKenna doesn't score a ton of points, ended up scoring 10. You know, the rest of their guys did their thing. But I think that, you know, the big match of the night, you know, and if you, you have something to say before that. No, no, go okay. ahead. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, sur- I'm sure you're alluding to uh, yeah, the Yeah, the big match of the night was Matthew Kolazic, who took seventh last year at 141, versus Keyshawn Hayes, and they're both up at 49 now. Um <laughs> That was a good test. Before we get into that match, what I really like about the Buckeyes right now is that I don't think we've seen them compete this well this early in the season in a long time. They're just um, ready to rock. And this is a Buckeye team that Kyle Snyder didn't compete in this duel, right? Right. So they shut this team out. They're still without Kyle Snyder. They're still without Nathan Thomasell. They're without two national champs in their lineup, and they're still shutting out Division One teams. Now – there's still work to be done, as always. I'm kind of – I wouldn't say – I'm a little concerned about Tomasello. We had been told, we had heard that he was going to come back in December. I think this weekend is their last competition. Right. They've had, they had the duel against Princeton. I think they're competing today against Chattanooga. It is Ch- Chattanooga or App State. Yeah, Tennessee Chattanooga. Yeah, Chattanooga. Um, and I think that's their last competition in December. So. It is. Well, they said that I think that, that there was potential for him to come back in December, but they might – he's been training, so he's wrestling. Like, he's been training. It's just maybe he wasn't, you know, maybe they're just – look, the bottom line is also it's the deal with the cut. You know, I, do you cut him? do you suck him down for these two duels? Nope, I understand. I, I mean, yeah. I, I get it completely. Um, but let's not, let's not kid ourselves. In order for Ohio State to compete for a national championship, they have to have him in the lineup at 125 competing well. No, I mean, he has to – he needs to be on the top of his exactly. game. Exactly. So, Good point. anyway, yeah, the marquee match of the night was Keyshawn Hayes and Kaladzic. How about Keyshawn Hayes, baby? 
Keyshawn is looking so good, and I think it's good. You know, he he goes out there again on the road against a returning All American in Kaladzic. He gets the two to nothing victory. And this is the second All-American that Hayes has now beat this year. The first one was Max Thompson. Thompson was a, took fifth last year at 149, I believe. I think it was fifth. Fifth or sixth? Sixth, I think. It was a sixth. Okay. And then, obviously, Kaladzic here. Kaladzic took seventh last year at 141. Hayes' only loss on the season right now is to Troy Heilman from North Carolina. It was a 10-8 to eight loss. Hayes was actually up 6 to nothing right. in that match before getting put to his back a couple of times and ultimately lost. Right. Besides that... He's looked phenomenal this year, in my opinion. He looks great. I think I think he's got some things to work on on his feet. Okay, certainly. Um, he he didn't really have an attack. He was good defensively, but he didn't really have an attack to scare um, Matthew Kolasic. Kolasic got, I wouldn't say decently in deep, but you know Kolasic was a little more offensive on his feet. Where Hayes shines, and so I watched this match, and I always just really intently watch this stuff. Where Hayes shines is on top. He put a ride out on Kolasic, who's a pretty good mat wrestler. Put a ride out on Kalazic, almost turn him with that claw tight waist tilt. Like yep. you kind of let him stand up a little bit, and then you pull him back. He almost got, or that's what he got uh, Thompson with. Um, he put a ride out on him, and then he got out. So you know, he, you know, it's interesting you say that about Hayes because I was looking at some of his stats. You're right. I was looking at some of his stats, and I find it real interesting that he only has one pin on the season. He's got one pin, but he has out of 15 wins. He's got six shutout victories. That that tells that you he's lot. not letting people out. Correct. That tells you a lot about something. It's hard to shut people out at the D one level at the college so level. So six. He has six shutout. So a third victories. of his a third of his matches, slightly more than a third of his matches, he didn't even give up a point. Correct. I think that's very indicative of his very solid style of wrestling. He's extremely tough to score on. He rides really tough, and not only does he ride really tough, he has the ability to turn, which is something that. Benefits him greatly. And right, he's got he's matches. got he's got more than just one turn. Exactly. He'll throw a boot in. Exactly. He'll throw a claw in. He's got some good stuff on his feet, particularly an, an outstanding go behind off of his opponent's shots. I, I'm super impressed with that. But the fact that he has six shutout victories this year, I mean, to me, that's super impressive. This is a guy who missed the entire season last year with a pretty devastating knee injury. So he's coming back. He's making the he comeback this ACL. year. And. I think the amount of success that he's having this early in the season is really surprising to me because not only is he getting his you know his feet back under him, his conditioning, his wrestling conditioning, but he's wrestling good guys. I, I got him as a top three, four guy right now with that weight. Honestly, I really do, Brandon. I'm gonna put my home. I gotta put. I'm gonna sound like such a homer here, but this is not a homer statement. You know, we were kind of doing some ball busting in our fantasy group text the other day and and Clonch was like, "Do you really Clonch couldn't believe he was currently ranked 5th." And he said, "Do you really think he's the 5th best guy in right. this weight class?" And I said, and I wasn't joking. I actually think he's the 3rd best guy in this weight class he is. right now. Well, minus the he, loss him to and Heilman, Oliver are tough. Minus the loss to Heilman. I think Hayes has some great wins. I think the stats speak for speak for themselves. I would say, yeah, third or fourth best guy in this weight class. I'm, I'm leaning towards third best because I think his wins over Thompson and Kolodzik are, are pretty speak now that, pretty loud. That loudly. might be a little disrespectful. I know you don't mean it, 
but that might be a little disrespectful for Justin Oliver, who's also having a really good season. And then the only other person above him is Heilman, and it makes sense that he's above him. You wrestle that match again, I'm taking Hayes. I'm not being I'm betting, I'm betting beers on Hayes. I'm not being disrespectful to, to Oliver. Look, if you, you tell me right now that Hayes and Oliver are going to wrestle, who do you got to win the match? I'm picking Hayes. I think Hayes wins that match. Okay, and, and, and I think that, that I think that, that would be a great match to watch. But I, Oliver's damn good in his own right. He's been an All-American before. Um, well, he, and he looks better than he's ever looked. Yeah, I mean, in my, he, in my he's opinion. looked pretty good. You know, so anything else about this duel? I, you know, it was nice to see Miles Martin just continue to dominate. I'm not sure there's a better wrestler. Well, we'll talk about this later on in the um, in the um, podcast. I'm not sure if there's a, there's a better wrestler right now in NCAA Division One than Miles Martin. He's looked good. I mean, he's looking real good. He's just so dominant. He's scoring tons of points. Tons of points. I, I don't know if he's wrestled a match where he hasn't scored 10 points besides Abinator. Unless he's pinned a guy. It's true. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think I think you're right. I actually think you're right. Um, so, yeah, you know, great win for Ohio State. They got Chattanooga today. Um, as a Buckeye fan, I'm pumped. I know you are, too. It's looking good, dude. It's, it's looking real good. I thought you meant I was pumped about the Chattanooga duel. I'm like, no. Nah, I'm not, pumped about the Not really. <laughs> yeah. No. It was also cool they did it at Delaware because that's one of those schools that was considering adding wrestling, you know. Um, so, you know, that, 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 was, that was neat that they went out there and did that in front of the Beast. And it's also can't hurt recruiting, right? You know, Not at all. you go out and whip some butt at the um, right in front of a bunch of those wrestlers, the Beast of the East. You know, the other duel that I thought um, w- w- was interesting that I kind of shocked me was uh, North Carolina State and Nebraska. Give me, give me some of your uh, initial thoughts on that bad boy. I mean, I think when you look at the score, look, North Carolina State beat Nebraska twenty nine to three. They they won nine out of ten weights. That's an okay? ass kicking. I think when you look at the score, you can say, "Oh my God, this is shocking." But I'm, I'm curious. I want to hear from you what. What really shocked you about this, Ben? Well, I mean, Hayden Hidley beating Tyler Berger was a shock. But Berger's just had the season that's just not indicative of uh, his season last year. It's funny you say that because I was looking at this match myself, and it got me thinking about Tyler Berger. For one, the final score, the team score, was a blowout. Nebraska's young. Nebraska is a young team right now, and I just don't think they matched up well with North Carolina State. You look where Nebraska's best guys are, and, and please keep in mind that Nebraska was out starting without starting 149-pounder Colton McChrystal, okay? Now, McChrystal That's a good point. He wasn't going to make a difference in the overall team score, like in the in the final team result, but I still think you've got to favor him in that 149-pound He's match. He's probably beating Bo Donahue, yeah. Exactly. Um but Nebraska's young. They didn't match up well. You look at some of their best guys, all right? One of their best guys right now has been Taylor Vance. Taylor Vance, yeah. Okay, yep. Taylor Vance, 184-pounder. He's had a phenomenal season. Well, he goes up against Renda. He had the match right? one. He did. Vance actually did have the match one, but he goes up against Pete Renda. Pete Renda's, a, you know, he's been an All-American. He took third a couple years ago, coming off a red shirt. Pete Renda was my road warrior of the week that year. That's right. I don't think we had the podcast at the time, but he, he was. <laughs> um Vince is so good on his feet and so good on top, but right now his weakness is on bottom, and that was the difference in this match. He had the match won, yeah. but then he got turned for four. You take those four points away. Not granted, I think he got reversed rest- and turned, didn't he, or something? I, 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 I don't think he got reversed. Okay. I, I can't remember if he got reversed or not, but ultimately he got turned for four, and that was the difference in the match. Boom. So, But I'm just trying to make that point that – Nebraska has some good guys in their lineup, but they just didn't match up. I actually, and look, and I think, you know, one of the matches, I would have favored Bo Bresky over Daniel Bullard. I think it's a t- probably honestly a toss-up, but I would have favored Bresky. Obviously, Bullard got the one-point win, but you're absolutely right on Tyler Berger. 
Um, so my sneaky wrestler of the week, and I, I, you know, I know we were kind of chatting about this. Oh, you going here now, huh? Yeah, my sneaky wrestler of the week was Hayden Hidley because he's sneaky good. He's he is. Um, I tried to pick him up in the fantasy league. <laughs> Man, you I try to pick up so many people that are already on people's teams. <laughs> is Zane Rathbert available? Well, no. I didn't realize. Though, you you got to understand. I I agree that it was my fault. I agree that it was my fault, but you had him listed at sixty five on the initial I did. on the initial one, and I and that's I what I up. saved. No, but I agree that it's my fault. I should have looked one person down. But he's my sneaky wrestler of the week. Um, let's let's talk about Tyler Berger for a second, okay? Because right. you, you you brought it up a few minutes ago. You said that he's not he's just having a season that isn't indicative of his season last year. Right. And you know what? You're absolutely right. I'm a little concerned with Tyler Berger right now, and I'm not sure what's going on, even if it is something to be concerned about. But he's already got three losses on the year to three different wrestlers. He's lost to Hidley this weekend. Uh, he lost to Pantaleo, and he lost to Shields. Keep in mind that last year he entered the NCAA tournament with only four losses. Okay, He had two one-point losses to Michael Kimmer, and he had a loss to Jason Nolf. And then he lost to, to Brian Murphy in the quarterfinal of the Big Tens, but he later avenged that match for third and fourth. He majored Brian Murphy. So you take, you take that Murphy result out of there, he only lost to two guys. All of last year. He was one of the most dominant wrestlers like at that weight last year. Super offensive. Super offensive. Um, was he offensive or offensive? Shut the f- <laughs> Okay. I hate you. Kemmer didn't put a wallop in on him at the, uh, in the Conti semis 10-1 to 1 of last year's tournament. Sorry. You're talking about the national tournament, though. Yeah. I yeah. said he went into the NCAA tournament with only four losses. I'm listening. All right. What else you got? Nothing. I was just, it just, you know, he took a fifth last year um, over Pantaleo. You know, over Palacio. Palacio. Sorry. Shut up. Shut up. Are we going off the rails already? I love when you talk shit and then come back. <laughs> I said Palacio. I couldn't read. It's dark in here. Um, but no, look, he took, he, he took fifth last year, and he's already taken some losses. Yeah, I'm just surprised that he's already lost three times to three different people. Right. That, I mean, yeah. You didn't see it last year. Yeah. You did not see that last year. Well, he kind of came out of nowhere last year. I mean, people always thought that he had the talent. Well, he was around a 12 guy the year before right. last. But he also lost to Jake Ryan that year. So, I mean, like, you know, it, it's uh, – t- t- to me, his season was a little – how dominant he was going into the NCAA tournament last year was surprising to me. Yeah, and this year, it. he just looks – I mean, what's going on? We don't know. But, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's – if it's a weight cut, I don't know if it's just, you know, guys are gaining ground on him. If he's not progressing, um, he's got good workout partners. Look, the 165 for, for Nebraska is Isaiah White, and he's really turning it on. Right. He's having oh, yeah. a nice season. Um, you know who else I really liked here, and it's an Ohio boy, is Tariq Wilson. Um, I think he wrestled for um, – um, where did DiCamillo wrestle for? St. Ignatius. Uh, St. Ignatius. I think Tariq Wilson was from there. He might not have been. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I think he uh, – I think he's taking over the starting spot for Morris. Okay, okay. I really do. He looked good. I mean, he looked good against Hensley. Now, obviously, Hensley's not the most credentialed wrestler on Nebraska's lineup, right. but, I mean, a 17-to-1 victory, that's that's a pretty yeah. that's a pretty good for, for spanking. So I see Sean Foss is wrestling this week, or wrestling at Reno. I didn't know if it was at 25 or 33, but... He's wrestling 25. God, so he, they're just, he's on a big pitch count, because the dude's eight feet tall. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they probably sent him out to Reno to get matches in rather than have him you know, make weight for this duel. Well, they sent out their whole, their whole team to Reno. Right. Yeah, the whole team wrestling. Right, 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 right. So, you know, that's pretty much all I got for um, NC State. You know, the thing with me is just it's it's just shocking, the result, because Nebraska's – I know they're young, but they're not that bad. And and I guess it's just – I think it's more indicative of how good NC State is. 
I wish I had in front of me what Nebraska finished at Cliff Keen because they actually had some guys perform really well at Cliff Keen. Well, we'll look, look it up I during the right next now, pee break. I think right now, Nebraska being the way their roster is set up with the youth in the roster, look, they're a better tournament team than they are a dual team. Okay. Yeah. I think a guy like Taylor Venz can definitely score some points in a tournament. Isaiah White can score some points. Tyler Berger can score some points. Chad um, Red. Chad Red can That's score another some one points. where you just said, you know, their their matchup was just bad. You yep. got number eight ranked Chad Red going up against Kevin Jack and Jack just, you know, he picked him apart. Right. Um so yeah, I, I think in the long run Nebraska's probably gonna be okay come the end of the season, but they're gonna take their lumps and duels. Well, they got Labriola, you know, red shirt right now, so they're gonna be good. You know, they're gonna they got some they got some recruits. Agreed. All right, let's go ahead and move on from this. Um, so, Ben, when we did our podcast a few weeks ago where we went on this long tangent about Iowa's roster, um, you recall that one, right? Yeah, that was fun. It was actually, it actually, in my opinion, ended up being one of our better podcasts. Um, and we got quite a good feedback, quite a bit of good feedback on that one. Um, and someone actually hit us, sent us an email that said that they, they really enjoyed it because we – we were kind of talking about a different team for once, and they thought it would be a great idea if we can kind of break down or talk about some of the other top teams from other conferences from time to time. And I think basically it's a, they were like, "Stop talking about the Buckeyes." Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's a it's a good idea. Um, I like that idea. I like that feedback. So um, let's go ahead and talk about another one of these top teams from another conference. You you good with that? I'm good with that. All right, that's all I had to say with that one. Let's Brandon was Brandon. Brandon bust my balls with my tra- with my transitions because apparently all I do is go say, "Well, that's all I got on that one." <laughs> Which is, that's that's my hint of, "Hey, I'm done with talking about this. I got nothing else to say." That's all I got to say about that, Bob. <laughs> well, Bob. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> Your office face line. I was doing that Friday at work, <laughs> so, walking around with. Him, <laughs> A little uh, cup of coffee, you know, saying, well, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday and uh, get those TPS reports. (laughs) You've been missing a lot of work lately. Well, I wouldn't say (laughs) I've been been missing missing it, it, Bob. (laughs) Such a good movie. All right. All right. So uh, So let's uh, let's break down a team. Let's talk about Lehigh. You want to talk about Lehigh? Lehigh. They, man, sneak. You want to talk about Sneaky Wrestler of the Week? That's my sneaky team of the past, like, five years. I don't know if I'd say five years, but I get the. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I would definitely say sneaky good team this year for sure. For sure, low baby. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so let's talk Lehigh right now. Um, well, not right now, but obviously they're in the EIWA. Okay. Right. Um, I think they've really they've come on strong to start the season. They've had an amazing start to the season. Absolutely. Um, they've. Wrestled really well in duels. I'm not sure what they've done in tournaments to date. Have they been in a tournament? Are you? Do you know of off the top of your head? You know, I don't know off the top of my head. I think they do. They the, weren't in Cliff they, they go to Scuffle. Okay, I think that's their big yeah, tournament. They go that to they Scuffle. Go to. Um, they obviously the only big tournament we've had is Cliff Keen. They got Reno this weekend. They weren't at either one of those. But this team is so intriguing to me because of what they've done to date this year, and it was really evident when they went to Michigan. And they just absolutely dominated. They them. trounced them. I mean, it was a twenty-seven to eight win against Michigan, whom a lot of people were thinking was the third or fourth best, third or fourth best team they, in the country. Yeah, they were ranked number four at the time, and they went in and beat them twenty-seven to eight. Holy moly! I mean, in that in that match, you had a guy like like Ian Brown beating Pantaleo. Pantaleo, 
Is it Pantaleo or Pantaleo? <laughs> Damn it, let's just say whatever we want. Okay, no, I'm, I, I was actually thinking about that. I think it is I was, Pantaleo. Because I hear it both ways, and I've always said Pantaleo, but then I hear people saying Pantaleo, and you I'm like... You just hear me saying that when I screw it up. That's what it is! <laughs> and I tell myself all the time, don't, don't listen to ben. say shit how Ben says it. Right! You're, you know what? <laughs> if you want to get a name right, don't say it the way I do. Hey, is Theobald redshirting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting off on a tangent, boys. But no, I, I really like that. So yeah, I know you got a ton of stats, but you know, I got a few. So I love WrestleStat. I use it just, just for fun. WrestleStat has them as the ninth best dual meet team, and I think that's low. Yeah, I mean, if you look at rankings from media outlets, and I know off the top of my head, I think Intermat has them as the sixth best tournament team and the fifth best dual team. That sounds the, about right. And then Flow has them as the sixth best. They've got them ranked sixth as a team. Um, and I would say that's probably pretty fair. So let's let's just go, I'm gonna go over some of their dual results real quick. Right, okay. All right. They started the season out with a thirty six to two win against Bucknell. Thirty six to two. How do you score two points? You, uh, you get a coach that gets pissed off. <laughs> you, get a <laughs> like, um, you won the match uh by decision, but you didn't really look good, so we're only gonna give you two points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice try, buddy. <laughs> um they followed that up with a twenty seven to fourteen win against Edinburgh. And do you know in that duel that Cruz, Preach, and one other starter, Schuler, didn't wrestle? Skyler or Skyler, yeah, sorry. the forty-nine pounder. Yeah, is that who you're talking? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, no, they, they beat Edinburgh, who's I mean an in-state traditional, very solid team, twenty-seven to fourteen without a national champ, um, another really solid guy, and then one of their other starters. Correct. No, that's that's a good point. After that, they went to Michigan or they they, they wrestled Michigan and, and completely blew Michigan out, twenty-seven to eight. I think Michigan was without a couple of starters in that match, but it wasn't going to make a difference. No, they won all the toss-ups. Right. It wasn't going to make a difference anyway. Um, after that, you know, they beat Princeton twenty-five to thirteen. They then wrestled probably one of their biggest rivals right. over the last fifteen years, which is in-state school, Penn State, and they ended up losing the duel nineteen to twenty-three. Now, keep in mind, Penn State was without Vincenzo, um, but Lehigh was still extremely impressive in this duel because their two big stars. That was nineteen to twenty-three without. I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. They lost the duel 19 to 23, and that's with two of their biggest guys losing one point matches. When Jordan Cutler lost three to two to Mark Hall, and Ryan Preish lost three to two to Bo Nickel. Right. Yeah. And those are tight matches against elite. I mean, elite, elite level opponents. Agree 100. percent You know, and it got me thinking. Like, if I think about those two matches, like who has the better chance of flipping them? And you tell me whether you agree or not. I honestly think that Jordan Cutler has a better chance of flipping that match with Mark Hall than Preach does with Bo Nickel. That's just my own opinion. I, I, what are I think, your thoughts? I, think, I, I don't know. I, I and, and I don't have a, a great thought on it because, yes, I think that Cutler can do that, but I, I think that Preach could could look. Bo Nickel gets put puts himself in awkward positions, and but he's also proven that he's beaten pretty much everybody. So yeah, yeah I think I would agree. Now now that I'm talking about it in my head, I would agree with you. Um, I'm not sure we're going to see any of those matches flipped. Um, you know, I think they were three to two, but I don't think that either one of those guys at that time had a chance. You know, they they didn't put themselves in a great position to win, but at the same time, anytime it's three to two, a match can be flipped. Agreed, agree completely. Um, so anyway, after the Penn State loss, they then went out, they just spanked Penn forty-one to six, and then most recently they wrestled Drexel. That's and a head it was, it was to twenty me. to twenty. They won on criteria. Now keep in mind that Lehigh was without Preach and Parker. Right. All right. right. Two, two of their big guns. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, Parker was an All American last year. Preach 
certainly in the All-American conversation this year. So, yeah, you know, you put those two in, the match is different. But even then, you know, Drexel's got a decent team. Yeah, they got some decent guys. I mean, I think their best guy is DeSanto at 133. Now, I think I like that he didn't guy, wrestle Parker. I love DeSanto. The way he wrestles, I mean, that guy, he just doesn't stop. Him versus Parker, who are you favoring right now? I know you're going to pick Parker. But just what he did to Mijic. I mean, he abused them. He did, but look, that was a great win for DeSanto. And I'm not going to take anything away from him. That was a 15-5 to major decision, ass-whipping against Mijic. But... He caught Meechitz coming down to the backside of the bracket at Cliff Keen after he Meechitz just took a a tough loss to Pletcher on some questionable officiating. Right. We already talked about that. No need in going into detail. But so that's kind of t- if Meechitz was pouting about that, DeSanto's the last guy you want to run into because <laughs> yeah, he don't give a shit. No, and he's got a gas tank for days. God, he makes me tired just watching him. But to answer your question, who would I favor in that match? Okay, so DeSanto got the tech fall against Lehigh. Okay. He would not tech fall Parker, no, but no. I would not be surprised if he could beat Scotty Parker. I think, I think that's a great point. I or I would agree. I agree with you there. It's a toss up match in my opinion, but yep. I mean, l- let's be real. Scotty Parker is legit. He's one of the top four guys at that weight class. And got a win over Cade Brock already this year. He's got that win. Returning All American. Okay, so the match would be a great match to watch. DeSanto's not getting the tech fall in my opinion. And Parker's got a little bit of a gas tank himself. It's not like Parker can't go, you know. It's not like Parker's just one of these guys that only holds position. Right. I mean, Parker's, Parker's offensive, too. Agreed. So. Is he offensive or offensive? He's, he, he offends me. Oh, Look how he? offensive he is. You know, he offended me when he beat Cade Brock after Brock was walloping. Him, yeah, and then and he puts him on his fantasy back. Fantasy team, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? The back of our shirt says. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Boom. So, uh, you know, I'm glad we're talking about Lehigh because, like I said, they are that sneaky team. Um I think that they've got a. Do you th- okay? Talk. Let's talk trophy. I'm let's, glad you let's, went. Let's there. talk trophy. Do you think they have a chance to trophy? No, and and I think you're probably gonna have some stats to maybe tell me different. I just think that you keep mentioning all these stats. Like I'm gonna. I'm about to say that I was about to say. Well, you got to watch out for a team like Michigan. But then, like, then they beat the shit out of them. <laughs> so, like, what, what am I saying to myself? You know, but Okie State is gonna have a team too. I think. I mean. Common sense tells you, look, the national tournament is not a dual meet, okay? And dual meet teams right. don't, you know, you don't have to be a great dual meet team to bring home a trophy at the national tournament. So let's talk big now, scores then. I think when you look at their lineup, their lineup is really intriguing to me when I, when you really stop to think about it. They have their big guns. We know who their big guns. Look, you've got Darren Cruz at 125, returning national champ. Right. Scotty Parker at 133, All-American last year. Okay, I think he took, what, 7th, 8th? I, I can't remember exactly what he took. It was either 7th or 8th. But I think that he's definitely in the conversation to even get higher than that this year. Um, you know, you got Jordan Cutler at 174. He did not All-American last year because he missed weight at EIWAs. But Jordan Cutler is a bad dude. And then after that, you've got Ryan Preach at 184. And then their other guy who you would probably consider, you know, a really good, you know, a, could be a tournament score would probably be Jordan Wood at yep. heavyweight, but he's young. So they got Cutler ranked fifth right now. So, you know, I mean, he's definitely in the conversation to be an All-American. He's already beaten Miles Amin. Yeah, I mean, look, Cutler right now has, I believe this year he's already got wins over Jacoby Smith and Miles Amin. Those are his best wins. Last year he had great wins over Short. 
Uh, he gave Joey Lavalle his only regular season loss, and he also had a win against JoJo Smith. Now, that was down at 157. He's up two weights this year, but he's proven that he can beat top guys. He beat Miles Amin, exactly. who, who is an amazing wrestler. It, it, it I don't took, care what anybody says. Well, Miles he, took, he took fourth. Fourth last year. Miles yeah. Amin is a tough wrestler. So, you know, Cutler's a big gun. I would be shocked if he doesn't All-American. Preach, you know, he's also, you know, ranked really high. and. He's probably ranked All American. I'll tell you here in one second. Yeah, he's got to be fourth or fifth. Um, he's ranked fourth. Yeah, above ahead of Dominic Abinader. So you got two guys right there that we're talking about. You know, in the top top five, right. along with Darian Cruz and um, um, Scotty Parker. So we're talking four All Americans. Four All Americans can get you a trophy, depending on where they place. Now, and another thing about Preach, Preach is another guy that's shown that he can beat some of the top guys. Look, this year he already has a nice win over Abinator. Last year he gave Epperly his only regular season loss. He had a win over Taylor Lujan. He beat Casey Kent, and he beat I mean, because you know last year Preach was at one seventy four. He's up a weight this right. year. Um, Damn, you're right. What What's intriguing about their lineup though is that Lehigh only has one senior in the starting lineup. They oh, have, is that right? They do. They only have one senior. It's Darian Cruz in the starting lineup. They've got six freshmen or sophomore in their lineup. So to get a trophy, those freshmen slash sophomores are going to have to stand up. They're going to have to rise up to the occasion. I okay? think Luke Karam could be a sneaky guy. Luke Karam at 141. He ain't getting on the podium. That weight class is so deep. Look, you know, he's 8-2 and two this year. Last year in his redshirt year, he was 19-7. and seven. You know, his best win this year would be over Jared Cortez, I, I I would say. Right. You know, last year in red shirt, he had a nice win over Earl Hall. He did beat Pat uh, D'Arcy, who's an, uh, an NTA qualifier as well, 7-0. So, you know, he, 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 he's going to be an all, or he's going to be a national qualifier, and he's going to probably win some matches at the NCAA tournament, would be my guess. I'd be curious to how many matches he does win. Look, he's got the pedigree for sure. I, I believe he was a three-time state champ in PA, four-time finals. In fact, he was. An interesting stat about his high school career in po- Pennsylvania high school postseason, he's yeah. forty three and one. <laughs> what sections? Whatever they have, read. What, what do they got in PA? Is it sections, region, state? Yeah, it's. It, 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 I think it's a three part qualification. Okay. Forty three and one in four years in postseason wrestling. Wait, so he was a three time champ? Three time champ, four time finalist. So he's a Luke Pletcher. Yeah. Oh, I dude, I'm telling you, watch out for this kid. You know his cousin's a race car driver. Really? Yeah, I think it's Gage, Karen. I think his name's Gage. So I'm racing at the Indy 500. Really? Year. Yeah. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, race car driver slash model. So so we're thinking Luke Karen maybe can score some points, dude. Look, there's going to be people there that this year that are All-American that you don't know about. Yeah, I agree completely. That weight class, but that weight class is so deep at 141. I'll tell you a Why guy, do I like him so much? He's got a cool name. I don't know. It could be. A guy that I think could score some points is a guy that's splitting time right now at 165. Oh, okay? You're talking about the Wolf of Wall Street? No, actually, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Cole Walter, the other guy that's wrestling 165. Really? They're both splitting time this year. Look, Gordon Wolf was a starter two years ago, okay? This year, he's splitting time with Cole Walter. Um, I think Cole Walter might have been... Was he the starter last? He was a starter yeah, last year yeah. at 157, I believe. I think he was the 157 pounder. Yeah, I'm pretty year. sure he started for him. I can't say for sure. I but. can't remember which weight. Um... I think, in my opinion, you're going to see, I think Walter will be the guy. What do you think? I think the Wolf of Wall Street's got better wins. Really? Yeah. I'm not aware of any big wins that, that Wolf has this year. Well, he beat the La- hell out of Austin Matthews. Who's not the starter anymore at Edinburgh. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the guy, I don't know, probably injuries or whatever. Um, 
He lost to David McFadden 11 to 7. Well, last year, Cole Walter beat David McFadden. Oh. It, nice win. Now, McFadden was redshirting last year, but Walter has that win over McFadden last year. Yeah, and he did lose to uh, the dude from uh, Princeton, uh, Schleifer, uh, 19 to 12. Well, it's interesting. If Maybe you look, you're right. If Maybe you look, you're right. Listen, if you look at their losses this year, look, so this year. Let's go Cole Walter. You know, Walter's three and three. Wolf is five and two this year. Okay, so Wolf has the better record. So you like a dude that's three and three right now to maybe score some points. Now he lost to Logan say- Massa, Chance Marsteller, and um, Ebbett Gerald from yeah. Drexel. That's a little that's a little concerning right there. And I think you know Wolf's two losses this year was He's to Slifer and that. McFadden. Um, I'm just. They have both look. Last year Walter was an NCAA qualifier at 165. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but they let anybody in that tournament. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm saying that because um, I got to wrestling. That, that is true. Uh, Gordon Wolf was an NCAA qualifier two years ago at 174, up a weight. You got to so, go Gordon Wolf, baby. You think so? The dude is amazing. Okay. Or he's crazy. He's amazing. T- tell me tell me what, what makes him so amazing. What's he, so crazy about He can him? reverse anybody in the country. <laughs> but then he gets reversed. Are you, is this Every one of, have you never watched his matches? Every one of his matches are like 20 to 21. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think either one of them is going to be a factor. So I, don't, you know, so I'm really upset that we're actually talking about it. But oh, I'm wasting all this time. Is this a Thea Ball Geraldo <laughs> situation again? They do have to look. I heard the, I heard the wolf was redshirting. Shut up. They do have two weight classes right now that they're still trying to figure out who their starters is. 165 is one of them. The other one would be 197 because right now Chris Weiler and Jake. Jacobson have been kind of split in time there. Right. Um, Jacobson actually has the better win at 197. He recently beat, uh, I think it's Frank, is it Matthias or Mattias? Mattias, yeah. Mattias from Penn. That's a nice win. It's, it's a real nice win over a ranked opponent. Um, both are freshmen. Um, Jacobson five is 5-3 five and three right now. I think Jacobson's a sophomore. Freshman eligibility. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm an idiot. Agreed. Um and then Weiler's three and two, so I, they're still sorting those things out. You asked the question earlier: Do they get a trophy? Yeah, are they in the running for a trophy? I think they have the talent on the roster to be in the running for the trophy. But keep in mind, Lehigh is a program that has not finished in the top ten since 2012 at the national tournament. Are you serious? And even in 2000, not even in the top ten. No, even in the top, even in what? 2012, I mean, they finished eighth. That's still a long way away from a trophy. Okay, they haven't won the EIWA in 11 years. Cornell's won the last right. 11 years, but I do believe that Lehigh is, or, yeah, Lehigh is positioned well to kind of win that EIWA. They should win it this year. year. They should win it this year. Now, Cornell's looking, look, starting to look a little tough with some of those young guys they got: Diakama Hollis, Dean Darmstadt. Um, Chavez is kind of you know right. having, having a decent. Sarmstadt's looking pretty good. He just beat uh, Woodley pretty bad, and Woodley, you know who he just beat? Yeah, Warner. Warner. So, so, you know, I think Jordan Wood. I think heavyweight's open there, dude. I think Jordan Wood has a shot at being an All American. He's currently ranked twelve. Yeah, heavyweight's not as deep this year, but I'm always skeptical with freshman heavyweight. Okay, you know, and I guess a big part of that is because. It's such a tough weight for freshmen to really do well at, especially at the national tournament. I mean, look, even Adam Kuhn didn't all American as a freshman. Yeah, Adam and he Kuhn, had some crazy good wins as a he beat um Tony Nelson. Tony Yeah, Tony Nelson. He beat him and then didn't all American. Yeah. So I mean Jordan Wood definitely has the ability, 
to All-American, look, this kid has he's got credentials for days. He was the Midlands runner up last year. He was 149 and five in high school. He wrestled at the junior world championships at 120 kilograms in 2016. He won a silver medal at the cadet worlds. He was took fifth at the cadet worlds. I could go on and on about right, this guy, right, 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 right. but that's different than the national tournament. So man. let's, let's talk about what they need. And I'm going to tell you right now, my thoughts, what do they need to get a trophy? So they need Darren Cruz to be top three. They need Scotty Parker to probably be top five. Um, and then they need uh, both Jordan Cutler and Ryan Priest to score, um, you know, in the top five. And I think they might need then – they still might need another All-American. So you're looking at a Jordan Wood. You know, I don't want to say Karen, but, you know, you're looking at probably a Jordan Wood is their best – is their next a Wood best or Walter Wolf. Someone, whoever that starter is at 165 right. is going to be integral to their <laughs> – And 165, trophy. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's an easy way. It's not deep, it's not deep at all. I disagree. <laughs> oh, I disagree. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> That's a shout out to Ross. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ross Bendick. I don't know Ben. Do you not know his name, dude? I know his name's Ross. It's Bendick. Ross Bendick. Why? That's what I said. He, he, Were you asking me or telling? I, me? I love Ross Bendick. That dude. He's the guy that does all the Legos. That guy's the man. He's the man. I think he bought a shirt. He did buy a shout shirt. Out Thank to Ross you, Ross. Bendick. Appreciate that. Um, so I think that they're going to need. They're going to need. Not only are they going to need all the guys that are expected potential All American to All American high, but they're also going to need one. I think one other guy. One other guy, all American, to even be to sniff a trophy. Agreed. I agree with you completely. Because when you compare, look, I think we're both in agreement that Ohio State, Penn State, hands down, top two teams, right? That's all right. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, there's two team races this year. There's the team race for one and two, which involves two teams. There's the team race for third and fourth, which involves about five teams. Lehigh is definitely one of them. Okay. okay? Yeah, I like that. I'm, if you think about it, no, look, I like that. You've got I Michigan, Oki State, Lehigh, Missouri. That's why I love doing this because you don't think about Lehigh as a potential trophy contender until you start looking at it and you see that they do have a path to do it. Absolutely. But when you compare their lineup, even though they beat Michigan in a duel, when you compare their lineup to Michigan in a tournament setting, I still may have to favor Michigan because guys like Michik, Massa, Kuhn, Pant- Pantaleo, Abinator. Um, Abinator. I'm not high on Beasley at all, man. So I'm sorry. I'm, no, I, I'm, I'm yeah. But he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, but <laughs> um, when you look at those the, the studs that they have, I kind of got to favor favor them to, to Lehigh's guys. Tournaments in and duels are different. Absolutely. Tournaments and duels are different. Even take a look at a team like Okie State. Oof, all right. they look, got a nice got team. Piccinini, Cade Brock. Dean Heil. Oh, only those three to start off? Gio Martinez. Chandler Rogers. Jacoby Smith could score some points. Preston Weagle. Oh, he's an All-American. Exactly. To me, that's a pretty good tournament team. You've got to think that Oklahoma State. Well, because you're going to get some high points from Heil. You've got to think that Oklahoma State is one of the top four teams. So now you've got. I got him as third right now. Okay. So now you've got Ohio State, Penn State, Oklahoma State. That's a big flipping battle for one more spot for a trophy. Right. You're exactly right, and I, I'm not sure who else you put in that. I mean, who knows, man? Do you put an NC State in there, or are they just a really good dual team too? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's that's difficult to say. I think. Well, I, maybe we'll break down their lineup some other time because they're in a different conference. So. Would you consider them the best team in the ACC? Virginia Tech's pretty good. We'll have to look at that. Yeah, we'll, one of them will be breaking down. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, interesting about Lehigh though, they're sixth all time. And individual national champions by school. That's, Are they really? They have such an amazing tradition at Lehigh. Yeah, I think they've got. I think they've got twenty eight. It's this tiny school in the Lehigh Valley 
that's just really academic, and they've been able to put up just constant. You know what? They don't have the resources. They don't have the dollars to compete maybe all of the time with these top dogs, but they have just been steady. They've just been a steady team. It's amazing what they've been able to do as a wrestling team. Agreed. I mean, it's 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 pretty amazing if you think about it. Speaking of uh, all-time individual national champions, right now, Ohio State, our boys, is in seventh place with 22 individual all-time national champions. If they get three this year, which is a possibility, they would move into a tie with Michigan State and be ranked. Oh, I'm sorry, they're currently ninth. They would move into a seventh-place tie with Michigan State at 25. I don't ever want to be associated with Michigan State wrestling. <laughs> with the current state of affairs. They used to be good. I know. What the hell? Anyways, <laughs> that's all I got. Is that all you got for Lehigh? <laughs> that's all I got for Lehigh, man. <laughs> I like their team. I'm really glad that we take an in-depth look at them, man. I'm pumped. Not really sure why I just said yeah, that. Yeah, you but are. Brandon is pumped, I'm ladies pumped. and gentlemen. Brandon is pumped. This is me sounding pumped. Hey, well, do you remember? Why that did you say you were pumped? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? You know what's funny? Are you like, drunk? No, I've I've had two beers. It was the beer talking. Those are sixteen ounces, though. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when? I love doing we, this podcast with you, man. I'm having a blast, dude. Do you remember when we went to Big Tens last year and we met John Ice for the first time? And he meets Freaking us, Johnny Ice, and he looks at us, and he we're hanging out with him, and he was like, "God." Ben, you are exactly like I thought you would be. Brandon, you look nothing like I thought you'd be. I thought you'd be wearing a suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. That sucks, man. Do I sound like that? You're buttoned up. Am I stiff? You're buttoned up, and I'm like, dude, I just chill it, baby. Because I don't want to drop F-bombs? I didn't say an F-bomb today. An old Dirk Dookie bombs? Dude, I, what I do is I wear a suit Monday through Friday. I'm super professional. It's contrary to anybody listening to this, I'm like very professional at my job. Like, very buttoned up corporate america so on the weekends i like to drink beer and get pumped up baby and you know what else i want to get pumped up about you know what i want to get pumped up about. Ooh, some early season hodge talk yeah so we did this last year you're dying to do this i love it we did it last year at the same exact podcast did we really yeah that's why i checked it same exact podcast and i thought that it's neat to talk about this year um because look I want to do it before the big teams or the big events just because I think it's worthwhile right now. You know? So let's talk early season hodge, baby. I'm, I'm, look, I'm all about talking. It. I, let, let's talk about it. But Would you say you were pumped? I'm pumped. But, um, I, you know, look, I think it's – to your point, to what you just said, I think it's really hard to gauge because not too many teams have competed a ton or have competed at a major tournament, and it's a little unfair for the teams that were able to compete at Cliff Keen. Well, then let's just, let's just go home. Okay, cool. I'm kidding. Right. Early season Hodge talk. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about it, man. You want to break down the criteria for the Hodge for the people that don't know? Yeah, so the Hodge, it started in 1995. Everybody knows that it's the freaking um, Heisman Trophy of wrestling. It's based off seven criteria. One is the record. Two, which is really important, is pins. Three is dominance. Four is pass credentials. Five is quality of competition, which is important. Six is sportsmanship and citizenship, uh, which is why Gilman didn't win it. <laughs> seven is heart. Pop quiz, who was the inaugural winner of the Hodge Trophy? Um, Jaworski. You're right, TJ Jaworski from from where? Uh, Iowa. Um, You want to guess again? Oklahoma State. Guess again. I don't know. North Carolina. Oh, I'm dumb. You don't remember TJ Jaworski? No. He beat freaking Kerry Colat. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was one of Kerry Colat's little arch rivals. Okay, so all right, you're going to give me some stats. How about some stats for you? Give me uh, the only one-time three winner. They're the only winner that won it three times. Kel Sanderson. And two-time winners, who are they? But one of those years that Kel Sanderson won it, 
He was actually co-winner. It was a, it was a tie with a, a, a NAI guy, right? Who was it? I don't know. Who? Uh, maybe a little-known guy of Nick Ackerman from Simpson College. You got that shit pulled up. Who, all right, who, no, who, I'm speaking from memory. Home. Who are the two-time winners? Oh, there's been a couple of them. Two of them. I, I said a couple. David Taylor. Yep. Ben Askren. Ben the Funky Askren. Baby. Bam! Nice, nice. I Damn. like it. I you like, like that. You I like that, it. don't you? All right. So, so I got Hodge. I got a lot of people on the list, and I, we're not going to talk about all of them. Okay. You, yeah, go ahead. you said you have a lot right now. You said that earlier, so I, I'm really curious. Just how many do you have? I have 11. Okay. So you and I are. Compl- and I only added one because you'd get mad if I didn't add them. No, I'm not going to get mad you get about mad if I don't, if you don't If I don't consider Zahid in anything. Funny because I don't have him considered. He shouldn't. This. Be. He I shouldn't don't have be. him considered. He this. shouldn't. Be. I only have right now to this point in the season. I only have four guys that I would even consider for the Hodge. Um, to be truthfully honest, and really, there might be two other guys that may have a say in that by the end of the season, in my opinion. But I think there's four guys that are the front runner right now. All right. So I got him list the order of who I think right now. Do you mind if I run uh, maybe my first one down? Go ahead. I got your Jay- first one. You're going to run your first one down. Shut up. I got Jason Knopf. He's got 100% bonus points. Uh, he's 8-0 with seven falls and one tip fall. So uh, right now at the season end of the day, he's winning the Hodge. Okay. Jason Knopf is definitely on my list. Um, look, I, let me just encompass this real quick. You've got three guys from Penn State that are definitely going to be in consideration Bingo. for the Hodge. Okay. You've got Zane Rutherford, Jason Knopf, and Bo Nickel. The problem uh, you got Mark Hall, too. I said three guys in consideration for the Hodge. Okay. Mark Hall's 10 and 0 with six falls, three tech falls, and one decision right now. He's got a 90% bonus rate. I, I, okay. I guess, you're, I guess you're right. Okay. He, he, sh- he could be in the consideration for the Hodge as well. Um, I, I honestly think that Rutherford, Nolf, and Nickel are the front runners for this trophy with, with one other person. Unfortunately, one other guy is in the same weight class as one of these guys. But Oh, baby. I think when it's all said and done, it's going to be really difficult to not give it to Zane Rutherford. When you, when he won you, it last when year. you look at the criteria. I mean, he's got the past success. He's going to have the dominance. Can he bonus his way through? We asked that question last year, and then he didn't do it with Sorensen and Kalika. And he's still got Sorensen back this year, who he walloped at the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I think if there's anybody that can bonus their way through, Zane is, Zane is the one guy that can bonus his way through. You don't think Nolf can do it? I don't think Nolf is going to bonus Michael Kimmer. Or, yeah, Mike, yeah. I think there's a couple other guys in there, too, that might, might not be able to bonus. Who? Um, you know, they're, they're not off the top of my head, and I don't want to look them up right now. But No, no, I mean, come on. You're going to make a statement like that. We should talk about it. Because like, your top guys at 157 is Nolf, Kimmer, Pantaleo, Tyler Berger. Maybe he can't Michael bonus Jordan. Pantaleo. Mm. Yeah, he probably can. I I'm think I'm an can. idiot. All right. All right, so let's talk Zane real quick, okay? Oh, you said Nolf. Okay, your first guy was Nolf. Yeah. I, I think Jason Nolf, definitely, definitely one of the front runners. My first guy was, um, uh, yeah, Nolf. He's got 100% bonus percentage, as you said, to date. The, uh, he has no notable wins right now. Um, he hasn't wrestled much, but the schedule is going to take care of itself. The thing that will separate Nolf from a guy like Rutherford, if he was going to win it from him, is the fact that, I, in my opinion, I think 157 is a pretty legit weight class, probably a little stronger than 149. Yeah, I mean, when you guys got when you got guys like well, we said Berger, but you know, you got uh, Mike Jordan, um, you know, Camerer. I, I don't think you well, got Richie Lewis anymore. Well, think about think about this when you're looking at 149. If Keyshawn Hayes is one of the top guys at 149, the, Keyshawn Hayes never been an All American. Troy Heilman never been an All American. 
Okay, you got a guy like J- Justin Oliver right now, currently ranked third. Who's in an All-American country. two years ago. Yeah. So at 157, you got guys like Kimmer took third. You got guys like Berger took fifth. You got Micah Jordan took fourth at 149. Pantaleo was a former All-American right. at 149. Right. I mean, the weight class is pretty legit. I agreed. Great okay. points. Great points. Now, Zane, on the other hand, look, Zane's 8-0. and He's got eight bonus point wins. He's got six pins, one tech fall, one major decision. He's got a nice Ryan win. Deacon, which is a pretty tough kid. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Oh, you know, his man. best win to date is Deacon. Um, again, like all Penn State guys, hasn't wrestled much, but the schedule is going to take care of itself. He's a former past Hodge winner. Okay, he's got that past success. He's got the success on the international stage. Was a world team member. Um, if Zane, if there's any one guy that can bonus their way through the season, it's Zane. And if you do that, it's going to be hard not to give it to him. If he bonuses his way through the season, he's going to get it. Yeah, I mean, you got to give it to him. It's the most. Remember, dominance is a key piece to that. Is Zane your number two guy on your list right now? Yes. Who do you have number three? Uh, I have Mark Hall. Ten and zero, six falls, three tech falls, one decision against Jordan Cutler. So here's the reason: no why. majors, six falls, three techs. What? And his best one is the decision over Cutler, right? Yeah. Uh, take aside from that Cutler match, who's his best bonus point victory? I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't have it in front okay. of me, man. I'm sorry. I guess the reason I didn't put Mark Hall on here is because I don't think Mark Hall's going to win the weight class. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Okay. He's, he's gonna, he, we know that the person's going to have to be a national champion, and it's likely the person is going to have to go undefeated. That's, God, that's kind of shitty of me to say that, though, because he's a returning national champ. He's having a phenomenal season. He's I'm already like, beaten Zane, or Zahid. Not this year. Yeah, he beat Zahid at the All-Star Classic. Oh, you need to check your stats, homie. Oh, Zahid beat him at the All-Star Classic. I'm an idiot. Thank you. I agree. Oh, I agree. Oh, oh I, I agree. <laughs> um, so I, I guess that's why I left Mark Hall off. Um, who's your next guy? Miles Martin. 15-0, and 0, two falls. So the, the, the thing that yep. concerns me is not as many falls. But remember, dominance is a key. Mm-hmm. Eight to eight tech falls. Yep. Four majors and then a, a nice decision over Abinator. Correct. Look, he's got wins right now over Abinator, Taylor Vins, Schneider from Binghamton. Um, so I have him above Bo Nickel, just if you didn't know that. Well, yeah, because you haven't mentioned Bo Nickel, and we're going right. in your order. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of picked – I picked up on that, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Um, he doesn't have the pins, but like you said, man, I'm not sure if there's been another wrestler with 15 or more matches on the season that's been as dominant against great competition. He's, he's, he tech-fold Vens, like you just said, and he's uh, majored or teched Bingham, Schneider from Binghamton. He majored him. I mean, come on. Right. These are ranked opponents. He, you're right. He's – in terms of – Dominance over ranked guys. I think he's your number one so far. Minus, yeah, dominance over ranked guys. Yes, yeah, you can't you can't really dispute that. Um, the problem with Mymar is going to be two things. If there, if you want to call them problems, one, it's going to be the lack of pens, and that's such yeah. a huge factor in this criteria. The other one is the guy that I had third on my list is he's in the same weight class as Bo Nickel, so he's going to have to beat him, and and not only beat him. But beat him more than once because the Hodge is going to go to an undefeated guy. That's a great point. Okay, he's going to have to beat That's him. That's a great point. In the you duel, can't lose. He's going to have to beat him at Big Tens. He's going to have to beat him at the national tournament. Same with Bo Nickel. That's the problem for both Ooh. of them, which makes it – it's going to make it tough. But if one of them is to do it, that's impressive. That's a great point. I tell you what, if they both – if they both, let's say they split in the duel and in the Big Tens, and then they end up in the NCAA Finals against each other, that's got to be the last match. Especially with the team race. Oh, with the team race. Oh, I'm getting excited. You getting excited? Oh, I'm getting excited. Are you pumped? Um, <laughs> I'm pumped. 
Ooh, I just got the shivers for thinking about that. I got Bo Nickel right after him, and I think the the reason why is um, he's got less pins than Nickel, but he's been more dominant. So he's got a ninety three point three three percent bonus rate versus Bo Nickel's eighty seven point five. Well, you know, a lot of that on. has to do with more matches yeah. he's wrestled. Yeah, hold on, a slow down a second. Look, Bo Nickel right now is he's eight zero, seven bonus point victories. Four pins, one tech fall, two major decisions. He's got some good wins on the season. Look, he majored Snyder from Binghamton, as did Mymar. Right. He's got a one-point win over Preach. That's a great win. Very similar win to the Abinator win that Miles got. Like the other Penn State guys, hasn't wrestled a lot. Here's what's been impressive about Bo Nickel. All four of his pins have been under a minute or less. That's crazy. That's dominance. He just goes out there and goes for it. That's dominance. He goes out there and just throws people. Exactly. I mean, that's... That's good stuff from from Bo Nickel, man. Oh, Bo, yeah, I know you love him. He's on your fantasy so, team. Yeah, but he's not my number one guy on the Hodge. Ah, you know who my number six guy is? Who's your number five? Bo Nickel. Oh, was it Bo Nickel? All right, who's your number six? Chance Marsteller. I knew you were going there. <laughs> 73.6% bonus potential. He's 19-0 and 0 with five falls, eight tech falls, one major decision. Now he's got five decisions. He's wrestled considerably more, and that, that, what I mean by that is other people are going to have the chance to maybe have decisions, as many decisions as him. I just think that, yeah, he's on my fantasy team, but he's in the resurgence, baby. I just I like 19-0 I like with a 73% bonus rate. All right. I mean, if you're, if you're going just by early season, all out, all out. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying he's going to win But he's not here's why he it. won't win it, in my opinion. One, the gauntlet. he's not going to win the weight class. You gonna pick him over Imar? No. Okay, thank you. But I, but so I, that, that right there, he's out. I think he can make the finals. If you're gonna put Marstel in this conversation, you got to put David McFadden. McFadden has just an impressive Ooh, of a record like and it. better wins on put the him season. In. Put and him in. Better wins. I'm just saying, but no, I don't put think, him in. No, I can't. I'm not gonna do that because I don't think McFadden's gonna win this weight class. But I, no, I think he'll beat Marsteller. Se- we're talking about early season. What's happened so far? I know. I know. There's some premonitions going thing, on. The other thing about Marsteller is one sixty five such a deep weight deep weight class. Is he gonna dominate the good guys in that weight class? No. But no. but you know what, remember, um one of the criteria for the Hodge is quality of competition. The other criteria is sportsmanship. Is his past troubles going to affect the voters if he was to be put in the conversation? I think people love a redemption story, brother. Yes, but people also don't want to give trophies to guys that run around naked. <laughs> Oh. That's been in the news. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> I'm breaking news. Oh, I just got a visual. I got to get that out of my head. I am. She's probably pretty fit. You know, the other two guys that I would probably throw in the conversation that's going to have something to say about this come season's end is uh, Seth Gross at 133. He's my seventh right now. And Kyle Snyder at heavyweight. The problem with Bring Snyder, up. he's not going to wrestle enough matches. The problem with Gross, in my opinion, is it goes back to is his past troubles Going to affect the voters. Look, if you got he's got four falls and a tech fall and one major decision. Yeah, he, right now. Look, he, he bonuses a lot. But if you at, if at the end of the year if you have two undefeated wrestlers and you've got with with great bonus point percentages, a lot of pins, a lot of dominance, and it's Seth Gross and it's Zane Rutherford. Who are they giving it to? They're giving it to Zane. Maybe, maybe not. People love a redemption story. They also and, and one thirty three is a tougher weight class. Yeah, but they also love a guy that's capping off his career. They do. They do give it to seniors a lot. So just throwing that. That's out a there. great point. What about Imar? I mean, I know he. he thing is, he hasn't wrestled a lot because he's been wrestling internationally. But you know, he's three and zero with three tech falls. He's not going to pin as many people. But if he goes out and wins it, you know, I think that there's going to be some consideration. He's never remember. 
What what else do they like? They like making sure that somebody, if they go out on top, they get it. Zane's already gotten one. Imar's never got one. Yeah, but does that make any? Does that at least it, make it a makes point? sense. It makes sense there. But by that same token, you have a lot of seniors this year going for their third national title. Snyder, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Snyder, Imar, Zane. I think those three. But I mean, that's, is that it? Yeah, because Nolf's a junior. Nolf is a junior. Plus, he's only won one. Yeah, that's it. But I mean, no, that's still those are legit points, man. Speaking of that's it. As Ben would say, that's all I got to say about that. That's all you got to say, huh? <laughs> that's it, man. You got anything else you want to add? We're kind of over the time limit today. Um, I'm going to run it real quick. Penn, on my list, I have four Penn State guys and only two Ohio State guys, and I think that's the big reason to me why Penn State's still favored to win the NCAA title. You still favor Penn State right now, Yeah, huh? and I think it's because of their bonus guys. So, I may, don't. Remember, I, maybe, I, I'm being, maybe I'm being cautiously optimistic. You're cautious, you know, so. But that's all I got. That's all I got, man. Because you know, the bottom line is, bonus points win champ- MCA championships and tournaments, and they've got four guys that could bonus their way through the tournament up to the finals. They ain't got no pin chain though. Oh, the pin chain. Kyle Snyder, by f- you know, look, he's got two. F- he's wrestled two matches on the year, two falls, and he's looking good rocking that pin chain. Who looked good rocking that pin chain? Bojo. Bojo, God, baby, he's so big. He's yeah, it looks like he's been eating some eating some meat. Eating some Wheaties. <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's all I got, anyway, homeboy. That's all we got. All right, so listen. That's it. You got anything else you want to add about anything, Ben? Uh, just, you know, if you guys are interested in getting a T-shirt, um, we'd love it. We'd love it if you guys support us, man. We, we appreciate the supports and listens every week. We really do. It's amazing the support we get. We're so glad that people listen. And, um, you know, thank you so much. And if you want to continue to help, you know, maybe help support the podcast, uh, get a T-shirt, you know, it may be a good Christmas present or something. Love it. Hey, real quick, today we're dropping this pod about 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. Reno Tournament of Champions is going on today. As been said already, Dayton Fix is competing for the first time as a collegiate wrestler. There is a stacked and loaded weight class at 141 pounds where you have Kevin Jack, Bryce Meredith, and Jaden Ironman, all returning All-Americans competing. Who are you picking out of those three? Jack. I'm going Iron man. Whoa! I'm going Ironman. All right. That's all I got to say. Yeah. All right. Until next time, right, baby? Until next time. Episode number 47 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast is in the books. Thanks for all the support and the listens, and don't wind up on your back, bro.